Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The story has it Luther was around his stomptish, his table. He would have people over all the time coming and going, which kind of sounds like my house. But uh, People would come and go and hang out and talk about theology, the Bible, or whatever. He was a professor at Wittenberg, so students also would be coming in. They'd hang around, and maybe they would drink a beer and talk about God. One particular instance, and it's, it's all recorded. A student would record everything that Luther said, which is actually how education went, went back then overall. You just follow your teacher around and record everything he says. And, uh, but it's in a collection called Table Talk. If you're ever interested, it's got a lot of uh, clever little Luther sayings. So this one time, they're hanging out, and Luther looks down. He sees his hund, which means dog, in uh, looking straight up at the table. Anybody got a dog like that? Whenever you're eating, the dog is focused and staring, and you cannot break his concentration, right? At you, and the food, and you, right? And Luther says, man, I wish I could pray like that dog, right? I wish that I had that kind of focus, just to stare, just to ask, just to believe that everything depended upon this master taking care of me. Anybody wish you had that, like, everyday sort of prayer, veracity? Every day you wake up, oh, Lord, take care of me today. We don't all have that, do we? Not every day are we just living in dependence like the dog is of its master. Even though, if you think about it, we should be. I mean, every day, just like that dog, we should be looking to God, take care of me today. But sometimes, sometimes I think all of us, no matter who you are, knows what it feels like to be that desperate. This past week, I had a lot of great experiences with different people coming and visiting, actually. But uh, this last week, at, uh, by the way, congratulations over here, Zach and Therese Trace. Let's give it up for Zach and Therese. Thank you. It's great to be part of their wedding here Friday. Uh, how come he's putting that in a sermon? Shouldn't be in a sermon. Uh, and the flowers there. So thank you for those. Those are those guys too. So. Anyhow, so I opened up, uh, open up the church to, cool, to do this, to cool it off for these guys, you know, for our wedding and everything. And uh, I went into the office, and I come back, and I'm, I'm walking in, and there's a fellow sitting here. And I'm thinking, oh no, Teresa's going to kill me, because now we've got uh, people here. But no, I'm joking. Anyhow, but I, you know, you're wondering... Um, so I, I approach him, well-dressed young man, businessman, um, and he's just on his knees praying. And I don't know what, what I should say, but, you know, we talked. He has everything. He's been blessed in many ways, but he's got a situation that he doesn't know how to get out of, that he doesn't know how to solve, if you will. 
And all he knows, all he knows is that door was open and he knows that God hears and he needs help. That man knew what it was like to pray. And I'll bet some of you have been in a similar, I hope you have, quite frankly. I hope you've been in the same situation. Where everything else is exhausted, all resources exhausted, you cannot help your situation, you can't do, you're out of answers, and all you can do is pray. Why don't we do that all the time? I mean, if you think about it, why, why only then are we like that dog, just on our knees, totally open to God's providence? And I would say the number one reason that gets in the way of our prayer life, because I, I would say that every morning, every morning, you should be on your knees. Lord, thank you for anything I have. Thank you for being kind to me, of all people. Thank you, Lord, for the job I have, the family I have. I am so fortunate. Let alone, Lord, bless my day. Provide daily food, take care of my family, my health. I mean, my goodness, everything that we have goes like this. We've got nothing. We have nothing to control it. Single-handedly. You can lose it all like that. We don't pray daily. We don't pray like that dog. Why? Quite frankly, it's because I think that we think that we got it. That we have accomplished from our brains and our works what we have, so we don't give thanks. And we think, whatever problems we have, I'm going to give a shot at this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make the pros and cons list and make the best decision I can. And then, last resort, I'll pray. Anybody feel like that most of the time? That's why we are not on our knees every morning praying. Because we live in a fantasy. <laughs> we know how the world works. That we know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that we can handle it. And it's our ingenuity that got us to where we were in the first place. These are all, for the most part, lies, ultimately. Just like an earthquake can come out of nowhere and take everything, no matter how strong or smart or whatever you are, the same thing in our life. I encourage you this week to pray like Luther's dog. <laughs> but we do it not just because we're desperate. We do it because we know the one we are praying to loves us more that we are, love ourselves. That the one we are praying to loves us and tells us to pray. And he's not joking around or lying or testing you. He commands to pray. Why? Because he loves to give. So the disciples uh, in Jesus' day, they are hanging out. And... Uh, well, we know they had just left Martha and Mary's house, right? And um, they're out praying. And uh, Luke says Jesus was praying in a certain place, which is kind of fascinating to me. If Jesus is praying, Jesus who can do miracles, Jesus who can do whatever his words make things happen, Jesus who is the Son of God, if he's praying, maybe I should pray. 
right? If he thinks he needs to pray, perhaps I do too. So Jesus is there, he's praying, and he finishes up. And one of his disciples says to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. What a great question. What a great request. In fact, guess what that is? That is a prayer. He's talking to God and asking to be taught. And does Jesus answer that prayer? Yes, he does, because he goes on and teaches them, right? That's how it works. This is a typical request you would have, maybe even now, you know, but you'd have back then various rabbis, and they would have followers, and they'd be a teacher, and you'd have students, and frequently they would teach a special prayer. You would know this group of disciples because they got this cool prayer like gang signs, right? And it might be a certain position you stand in, or you, you get on your knees, you clap your hands twice, I don't know, you know, but you would know that that's the prayer. Oh yeah, that's rabbi so-and-so, that's how they pray. And then John probably did the same thing. He taught them how to pray, and, and uh, it might have had certain words that you would use, ways that you would say it, etc. One might even say, if you think about it, maybe. The question really is, man, I would love it if God would answer my prayers. And maybe you know a way, a wording... Uh, a maneuver that I could use to get my prayers answered. Teach us to pray, Jesus. Because maybe we feel sometimes like our prayers don't work. That's a good question, isn't it? Jesus, teach us to pray. I need to learn. I don't pray enough. I don't pray like that dog. And I feel like my prayers don't get answered. Jesus, teach us to pray. I want you to pray that this week. Teach us to pray, Jesus. And so they asked Jesus this question, and he says this. He doesn't give them any hand motions, doesn't give them some little clever knocks, you know, knock three times, and God will answer. He says this. He says to them, when you pray, say. So he doesn't just teach them like the externals of praying, Jesus actually kind of makes fun of that frequently. Like, who cares how you pray, how many times you say something? There's no trick to it. You don't need to be in a, you don't need to be in a low place or a high place. It has nothing to do with that. He just simply says this. Okay, when you pray, say. He actually, because he probably thinks they're that, maybe dumb, <laughs> I'm just going to give you a prayer like you're a preschooler. I'm cheating. You're going to cheat. I'm not going to give you, the, I'm going to give you the answers. Isn't that cool? When you pray, say. He gives them what to say. We should not take that lightly. There's this weird thing called spiritualism, charismaticism, is that a word? That kind of takes over Christians when it comes to prayer. Uh, and that is... Oftentimes, I'll have some visitors sometimes, and, and we'll be saying the Lord's Prayer in a worship service, or I will recite a prayer, somebody else's prayer, I'll say it. And I've had plenty of people, they're like, well, that's just, this place is spiritually dead, because he's just saying a prayer, just reading a prayer. There's actually a church body out there, where, where I was at, they're up in Cadillac for sure, and they actually say, you should not pray the prayer Jesus gave us. You should not pray the Lord's Prayer. 
And the reason behind this, and the reason why some of your friends might think, I don't like it when they just read prayers, because they want it to come from the heart. That's the only time it's real, is when you do it spontaneously and, and you really mean it. Right? Does that make sense? But that's interesting because when do you really mean it? You follow the logic of that. When do you really feel the presence of God? When do you really need to pray? You know what I mean? We're so messed up. We're never really quite there. We're always fake praying. We're always fake repenting. We are. We're always fake believing. We really are. So don't go and judge the value of a prayer or your spiritual life on how much you really feel about God. Jesus literally gives us words to pray. And you can be bold and just use them. You don't need to invent your own words. You don't need to invent your own prayers. That's the same. Jesus makes fun of that in Matthew. Thinking somehow if you have your special words and your long prayers that God will hear. Because he said it so eloquently. He gives us a prayer here. And guess what? It's Jesus. If Jesus says these are good words to pray, what should you probably do? Use them. It's a gift. Let's look at it. So he says to them, when you pray, say, Father. I don't think we understand how bold of a statement that is. You're talking to the creator of all things, the author of the universe, and you get to call him what? Father. Relationship. It reminds you, of course of all, that's who he is. In baptism, you are born again into the family of God. Jesus' Father, he not only lends you his prayer, Jesus lends us his Father. We get to call him Father. We've been adopted into that. And what that means is, the one who you are talking to cares for you, is for you. Do you understand this? Every day, just saying those words, Father, and that's your prayer, is powerful because you are reminding yourself that God is for you. And his actions in, his, in your life are for you. And we know that because he sent his son to die for you. He wants and does what is best for you. Our Father, right, who art in heaven. And he goes on, hallowed be thy name. We won't go into that. It's interesting. We can talk about that sometime later. I'm going to skip through this kind of. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the request. May your will be done. Your reign come into this world now. And that means a lot. And by, by the way, when I say pray the Lord's prayer every day, it doesn't mean just superficially recite the words and somehow magically something's going to happen. I'm saying use those words, but also you can reflect on them. And maybe with each phrase, you can, you can uh, add more to it, right? Derive more out of it, right? So thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're asking, Lord's will come here. Justice come. Righteousness end evil. Most especially your will be done. May the church and the preaching of the gospel, the hope and peace of Christ flourish in my life, in this city, in this world. And ultimately you're praying, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. You are saying, Jesus, come. 
and that glorious day of resurrection come. That's what we should be concerned about. When you pray the Lord's Prayer, it recalibrates your worldview and what you should be concerned about and what you can have hope in. And then he goes on and says these really normal words. Give us today our daily bread. And what I love about that is the Christian life and the prayer life is not just about spiritual things and grandiose things, but the Christian life, your prayer life, is about your regular, normal, ordinary life. God cares about your job. He cares about your family. He cares about whether or not you can have kids. He cares about whether or not your kids are going to go to a good school, if they're going to be okay out there. He cares about our physical life because all of us are saved. Your whole person was baptized, not just your spirit. Give us today our daily bread. Take care of me today in every way. Like that dog. (laughs) Can I have some of that bread? The next part is, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. The center of the Christian life, the center of our ability to call God Father is that our sins are forgiven. But it's a reminder too, we live in forgiveness. We're lucky to have God's forgiveness. How dare we withhold it from others? The next one, lead us not into temptation, which I think is a powerful prayer. Because I think oftentimes we think that, well, we're saved, we're strong in faith. I can deal with the challenges that make me fall all the time. You know what I mean? I don't need to put something away. I don't need to cut something off. I'm okay, right? Just like they teach in AA, right? You've got to cut things off if they lead you to drinking again. And that goes for every aspect of your life. You have sins. We all have special ones that we fall for. And yet we keep on going in situations that lead us into that. And we're surprised that we keep on falling down. That prayer is so good. Lead us not to temptation. That's a promise from God. He's not going to lead you in temptation. So he will answer that. But it's a little reminder for you, like, stop walking into it. And finally, deliver us from evil. The final thing asked, deliver us from evil. And he has. Because the one that gives us his prayer is the one who gives us his life. And he makes sure that every bit of that prayer will be answered when he goes to the cross and he lays it down for you and for me so that our sins will be forgiven, so that we will be reunited to God and we can call him Father, and so that we will be delivered from evil because on the cross, Satan was disarmed. He still runs around. He's chained. His words and his accusations against you are meaningless because you have washed them in the blood of Christ. He can say all he wants. He can shove your sins in front of your face and you can say, Christ has taken that too. Deliver us from evil has happened and will happen when he comes again in glory. These, this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is, I would say, the menu that Jesus gives you. He's giving you a menu saying, ask for these things. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. He's talking about these things. He's not talking about, I need a red Corvette right now. 
And uh, I keep on saying, I said Corvette in the first service. I don't know why, but you know what I'm talking about? He's not saying, ask for whatever you want, you're going to get it. He's giving us the whole list, which is pretty huge. Daily bread, forgiveness, eternal life, deliverance from evil. Oh, you got some other things that you, you want to throw in there? And these are promises. So I want you to understand this. The Lord's Prayer is a menu that works. Now, you should pray for everything. You should pray. I don't care what it is. You should give it to God. He's your Father. But the Lord's Prayer and those items, those are things you absolutely, by His promise, can count on. Or else, what do you think Jesus is doing? Just kind of giving you a prayer. Here, pray this. Maybe this will work. This is what our prayer should be. I encourage you this week to pray. Pray the Lord's Prayer and think about it. Meditate on it. And pray about everything, like that dog at that table. Whatever those those worries, those concerns, whether it's health or it's job or it's life, or you just want to be a better praying person, ask God. He is your Father. He loves to hear and He answers. And the wonderful thing is, even though we fail, and I fail at my prayer life, Christ does not stop interceding. He does not stop praying for you or acting on your behalf until he comes in glory. In Jesus' name, amen.